and welcome. Oh my gosh, it's been a while. Welcome to Two Fat Expats. I'm Kirsty Rice and with me is Nikki Moffat. It is a very different day today because today we have the repatriated Nikki Moffat in Australia and we have Kirsty in her brand new apartment in Doha, Qatar. And everything looks and feels very, very new, including the fact that I'm looking at you, Nikki, and you are wearing your work uniform for your business that you now own in Australia. How are you, Nikki Moffat? I am fine, Kirsty Rice. I'm I'm very exhausted, but it's not only to do with that emotional game of soccer that just happened. <laughs> football I should say for the true yeah. fans <laughs> yes we come we we come to you <laughs> literally half an hour after the end of the Matildas v Lionesses the World Cup soccer um yes I think there would be a lot of very shattered small <laughs> children in Australia <laughs> this evening shattered yeah. in more ways than one but anyway um, Congratulations to the Lionesses uh, who were yes, fantastic, particularly seeing they were missing, you know, their best player um, and big commiserations to our Matildas, I think. There were a couple of opportunities there that were missed and I think, you know, that always makes it harder, doesn't it? Like if you if you could see where you could have, where you could have got it, but yeah. Oh well, um, amazing! That amazing, amazing effort. Yeah, by I was. I only caught glimpses because I was um, uh, moving all the things out of the way so that our um, shipment of furniture arrives tomorrow morning. So we had to get everything <gasps> out of the way to move our forty foot container into a not forty foot container sized apartment. But anyway, <laughs> that's a tomorrow <laughs> problem. Okay, Nikki, I have a million questions. I have a million questions of my own that I sent you last night saying this is what I'm going to hit you up with because uh, just uh, uh, for those who are maybe brand new, uh, you've hit us <laughs> at the end of this journey of that Nikki has repatriated from Copenhagen to Bagara. And maybe you could explain where Bagara is for those that don't know. Well, I had never been to Bagara or to this part of Australia until six weeks ago when we landed. And um, How, my is husband, that correct? That is correct. That is absolutely 100% <laughs> correct. My husband had been here, as I think we've discussed um, a few months earlier, and he'd done a big trip and seen all these places, all these businesses and decided, and he decided, we decided together, obviously, which one to buy, but he had visited the location. And so he was the only one who had been here. So as we were driving up the road, um, he was getting more and more nervous. And I was like, he's like, I'm so nervous. I was like, it doesn't matter. We're going to live here anyway. He said, I know, but I've been here and you haven't. And, and I was taking photos of all these things along the way. And he's just, he was getting quieter and quieter. And anyway, it's all perfectly fine. And I, I live here now. And it's funny because you're not, you're not a local. I was talking, we stayed in Airbnb for six weeks and I was talking to Alan, the man who um, came to mow the lawns and his son, and I was talking to him about, was he a local? He goes, oh, not yet. You know, I only moved here about 20 years ago. And I, and I said, okay. Yeah. So basically I've moved from Copenhagen, which is a capital city of a European country, to a place called Bagara, which is about four hours north of Brisbane on the coast of Queensland uh, with a, population of 8,000 people. 
Wow. Um, now it is a satellite city or satellite town. We won't say city, but a satellite town to Bundaberg, which is uh, people might know um, yes. from the rum that they produce here. But also there's sugarcane. There's lots, and and Bundaberg is the fruit basket of not the fruit, the food basket of Queensland. And there's all sorts of fresh things you can get here all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had never been here before. And now I live here. And when people say, oh, you're new. Yep. Where'd you come from? Copenhagen always gets them. They're always like, (laughs) (laughs) I haven't told one person that hasn't gone, wow, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) You know, have you lived in Queensland before? No, I haven't lived in Queensland before. Where'd you come from? Copenhagen. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. No one's got anything to say after that. It's a little bit of a conversation killer. Okay, Nikki, I'm going to start with my questions and then I'll come to you with a few questions from the group because I did ask in the Two Fat Expats Facebook group, has anyone got questions for Nikki? And they did. So we're going to kick off with, are you happy to be home? Yeah, look, I don't know is the answer. I mean, I have had a few emotional moments, but I don't think it's about being home or not being home, it's just about huge changes. So yes. the day we bought the business, so we bought an accommodation business that we live on site at. So, and we had been living in an Airbnb up until the time we exchanged contracts and settled. So we, it felt like we were on holiday in Australia, right? Like we were living in yes. an Airbnb, which we always do when we visit, all that kind of stuff. We were at, at, a, at a seaside location. there were just all these kinds of we were really busy and whatever but it just kind of felt like that and the day we moved in I sort of got quite overwhelmed and um the people who were selling the business said oh it's okay and I said look it's really not about your business I couldn't get less about your business it's that now I have a home that I know that I'm going to be living in for the foreseeable future and it it's almost it's real it became real the day yeah I think that we moved in which is about it's two two weeks ago now so yeah, am I happy? I, I I don't think I'm happy to be home or not happy to be home. I just I'm, I think I'm still in the numb state. Like I think I'm yeah. still in the I don't really know what's going to happen next, but I'm super busy. So it's it's a really weird feeling because it's very different to when I usually move countries because usually I don't go straight into a job, which I have done here. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I, I'm sort of it's a different mind. I'm just getting my head around. Yeah you know, all the things I have to do. And yeah, so I can't give you a yes or no. Does it feel real? Does it feel like it's really happened? Um, (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But mainly because of the things that have happened since we've taken over the business. So, you know, in the first week we've had catastrophe after catastrophe that we are the only people (laughs) who can resolve. And so it's like, this is real now. This is all happening. And the people are not stuck in the lift, but the lift is not working. And, you know, the phones are down, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. That, that feels real. That kind of thing feels real. And I can't remember if we said exactly what it is. It's like that you are managing like a, a resort um, sort of style accommodation, right, as well as a whole list of Airbnbs and a rent roll and all the rest of it. So a lot of, ad- yeah. a lot of admin but also a lot of that sort of 24-hour, if something goes wrong, you're right, you're the ones that get the phone call and you've got to work out how to fix it. Um so Nikki, who who has been your go-to person while you've been home? So like you've got there and I imagine you've had several moments of, wow, I'm a long way from Copenhagen. It's sort of, are you, 
is there someone that you sort of call for that or do you have a series of people that you call what who's your person for that sort of emotional exhausting or exhilarating moment well I I have to say that when I arrived back on the first couple of weeks so many beautiful people called me and just said you know how are you going how are you feeling and it was really easy then to just say look thank you you know thanks for calling you I'm feeling weird it's a weird feeling um yeah and thanks for you know thanks for connecting you know it's nice to know that you know people are yeah thinking about you so to speak like you announce I'm We've returned after 20 years and then people pick up the phone and call you, which is really lovely. Um, and maybe or maybe not the reason I put my phone on the Facebook and said, here's my phone number. <laughs> anyway, yes, that was good, yeah. Anyway, and so I think and and it's really hard because when you leave and you miss the people and, and obviously people make a place all the time, it's hard to reach out back and say, you know, I, you don't want to do that because you don't want to sort of I don't know give the emotional weight or or try like it's it's sort of like a um almost like a bridge like you have to cross it and you can't go back and tell them how how miserable you might be in any single moment because that kind of takes you back there I I think about the the last country one friend that I do Marco Polo with she's a friend from Hamburg and she's now in Singapore um and she was in the US over yes. summer. So I was doing a couple of messages with her where we just, you can just do a big download and, you know, say, okay, these are all the things that are happening. And then it's done, but you don't have to deal with any live reactions because I think, which we've said before about Marco Polo, I think it's nice just to be able to dump that information somewhere and then just have someone yes. pick it up and be really thoughtful about responding to you and not sort of have to say on the spot, oh, that sounds terrible when I might be totally overreacting about something or, you know, because every little thing on any given day might be the hugest thing in the world. So, yeah, I, I have to say I haven't really had one single person and, or have had a lot of that. But yeah. Do you feel like you got your timing right? So when, when Sam finished work, you spent a good, yeah. what, nine months in Copenhagen yeah. before you came yeah. back? So do you think, do you feel like you got the timing right in what you've done? Are you happy with it? And even by that, I mean, even it can go two ways, both how long it took you to leave, but also the age that you're at now and repatriating. Do you think this was the right timing for you to return to Australia? Um, I think that's really hard to say. I I would still say that I would have liked to just have a little stop off at Asia on the way. Yes. But since we've been back, there are things, there are things, um, you know, our kids have needed us in various ways for different reasons. And so for that reason, I'm thankful that we're here because yeah. we were too far to be able to support them in the way that yes. we need to support them from yes. Europe, which which we acknowledge and, and that's why we wanted to move closer, how how much closer, um, you know, and so now we're much closer to both of them. So I think that the timing was right for that. Obviously we had to stay in Copenhagen for all those months for tax purposes and, and reasons to do with all sorts of bits and pieces. So I don't think it was too long over there. I think that it was actually a good amount of time, but it does feel like a long time in limbo, I would say. Also because we moved out of our apartment about two months before we left and then we were here for two months. So we've been living out of the right. same suitcase of clothes for yeah. nearly five months. And don't you tomorrow. find when you when you live like that, 
you eat differently as well because you don't yeah. you don't have all the same cooking utensils you don't have your dining room table you don't have whatever do you know like you're you kind of go into this university life in a really yeah. weird way isn't it yeah yeah so nikki have you made a new friend I've made no friends because <laughs> it's really sad, really, really sad. And I it's do also need really, a really early too. It's very early for me to ask you that question. I mean, it would almost be a bit of a worry if you had walked into a small town and made a bestie in the first eight weeks because if your small town's like my small town anyone my age they're just they're just holding back and just watching you for a little while to make sure you're not completely kooky like she said she's from copenhagen but she doesn't have an accent <laughs> everyone asked me are you danish i was like do i sound danish <laughs> I just, this weird. anyway um no look i haven't made any friends i'm on the lookout you know we're trying to do a couple of things we we have a job that can be seven days a week if you let it and and a lot yeah. all the hours of the day because we live we live where we work yeah and my daughter's constantly messaging me are you working i'm like yeah i'm working yeah she's like well have a moment <laughs> um can you call me but uh yeah look i'm on the lookout we are trying to do things that put us in situations to get friends but at the moment we're in because we're bought a small business we're small business owners in the community so everywhere we go we're sort of like that's our presentation to people not like will you be my friend or you yes. know, can we do this <laughs> and so but I'm trying to sort of work my way up to finding things I walk past the pub a lot doing my laps of uh, the to get my steps in in the evenings um we, there's not a lot of street lights in Bagara because of the turtles ah. so in the coming months when we have more conversations about this it's nearly coming up to turtle season and so um lights out turtles about is the catchphrase <laughs> because they have to <laughs> you have to have darkness for the turtles to come up on the beach right so anyway um but yeah so but tuesday night trivia at the pub seems to be quite the go <gasps> yeah, so i'd be there on tuesday nights the pub is is packed and i said to my husband i said oh let's go and do that he said oh i don't think i'm up for that so i was like okay well i'm gonna have to go by myself yeah yes so i've got that penciled in for a future tuesday night but um yeah, we'll just have to see baby steps, yes. baby steps. <laughs> uh, so you might have just answered this. I was going to say because in Copenhagen you were a dipper and you would go and get in the ocean every day. What's the new dipping in Bagara? Well, the new well until we started working full time, the dipping the new dipping was our morning walk with the kangaroos. So I really yes. we really was enjoying that, and we use we swam most mornings, but the walk was the main thing and we were finding all these different trails and walking paths all around the area because we wanted to learn about the area but we also wanted to see what's around um but also yes. i'm just loving being back like in rural australia and all the, all the nature um i haven't seen any of yes. it's not summer yet so i haven't seen any of the nasty things that might be sliding slithering along the ground but i've seen a lot of kangaroos and i just think they're hilarious and i'm sure in time i might change my mind but i'm just really loving that now it feels so australian yes to me right now yeah, yeah i know exactly what you mean we were golfing um after christmas in australia and uh, there were kangaroos everywhere on the golf course 
And it is, it's a real moment of, because everyone knows when you're in Australia and overseas, people talk to you like there are kangaroos on every street and, <laughs> you know, in everywhere you go. And there's not. So it is quite a novelty unless you're out in the bush. Um, okay, Nikki, has there been anything that's disappointed you about re-entry? Um, uh, no, not really, because I, I'm not excited or disappointed by every, anything yet. I'm in this real zone. I mean, yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Yes, the Medicare office hasn't sent my Medicare card yet. I'm disappointed by that um, <laughs> because the health system's great, but they just don't have their admin down very pat. Um, yeah, look, no, I just really feel in this limbo state and I'm just waiting to sort of feel a stronger emotion either way about loving it or not loving it it's a really weird feeling I, I it's almost like i want to feel something i'm i'm thinking tomorrow i might there might be some moments when all my stuff arrives um but we'll have to see yeah oh, of course yeah because yeah. yeah. that that'll be very emotional in a weird way it's always emotional when the furniture comes mm. isn't it and when there's too many boxes to yeah <laughs> to unpack but we'll see i mean yeah it's it's a, it's always a tough day the the uh removalists arriving and um yeah we'll see how that works out tomorrow but yeah so nikki question from the group how are you doing with family expectations of you now visiting them and attending all of the birthday parties and stuff yeah so i don't think our family has any expectations about that which is awesome <laughs> because yes because yeah i was thinking i'm not i'm not sure if mine would either i think i'd be expected to keep contact but i don't think there'd be a expectation of you to be it yeah no our yeah. family um they were great they were really supportive when we first arrived and and now they're just being great about you know checking in on us and seeing if everything's okay um but we haven't really seen them very much because we've been so busy um and we hope that that will change but yeah no our family expectations except for my own children who now expect me to be able to be there at every stage every day i'm like it's a four-hour drive people so corinne has asked was it more difficult than you'd expected and what do you wish you would have known or prepared for before you repadded sort of what would you do differently if you could do it again yeah look i think we did it pretty well so to speak i don't think we did we were had the luxury as you've said of having quite a few months in copenhagen where we both weren't working full-time we were both doing part-time sort of stuff yeah. and whatever so we had that sort of long goodbye period where we were able to think about it plan do all that kind of stuff so I don't I think that that's ideal I think a lot of people don't get that a lot of people have to make the decision and then three months later they're gone that kind of thing yeah. or you say I'm going in two years and then you have that mindset and and then yeah it's still the three months or six months clicks by very quickly in that case so i think we i mean i wouldn't necessarily have done anything differently i would i would say that even though it's so overwhelming and so such a lot um to come back and to go straight and have bought a business and to to do be doing something together you know when you move to a new country it's really tough and you only have your partner and so you're always looking for someone outside because you have to talk to somebody yes so we have each other and that but we have to talk to each other all day well not all day but we've got different areas of responsibilities but it, it is really weird because we're not having that i remember when we moved 
in before and, and he would go to work and he'd come home and go, so what happened today? Who'd you talk to? What was that meeting about? You know, because I just desperately needed some kind of interaction that wasn't to do with my tiny, tiny world yeah. in my little house with the kids only because, you know, it was another adult to talk to, blah, 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 blah. And I don't feel like we have that here. I feel like we both are sort of you know we have our own jobs and we're you know on the ground and when we talk with each other it's not about we're not pestering each other about well what did you do today or whatever it's it's we're discussing things so I actually think it's been the best move dare I say it relationship wise for us in terms of just being on an equal footing from that perspective yes um you know you know whether it's updating the which this job's come up where does this responsibility lie and splitting it between us and whatever and the staff here or you know something else but I actually no I think that's all been quite good actually I'm I'm surprised in a way about that Uh, someone asked asked how long are you giving yourself as a settling back in period yeah look I think because we're in a small town and we're far away from all the people I know and I don't have any friends. So I'm giving myself, oh, 12 months. I think I think it'll be a good 12 months before yeah. I feel like I live in Australia again. Like, I mean, I know I say I live here and I'm, I am living here and I'm definitely not moving anywhere else. I think in your mind it's you're sort of still a little bit different and you sort of feel like you're not really here or you still go in the supermarket and go, oh, my God, look at that. You know, in your mind, you're having that moment of, yes, can you believe yes. that's on the shelves here? And, uh, and I mean, I, I lined up, um, I went on the weekend to, I read about the very um, famous sourdough bakery that only is open a couple of days a week in Bundaberg. And so I went and lined up and I got there, you know, at seven, quarter past seven, it opens at seven. The line was to the door. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, and I got to the front of the line and I bought all these, items and I came home and we cut up the bread and then my husband goes that was pretty disappointing and I said yeah no it was because the bread in Copenhagen and Germany is so amazing (laughs) and here I was lining up for hours for this sourdough that was not really you know we were like yeah no that wasn't so great so I guess there's still all that kind of stuff that we're going through that you really you know, when you move to a new country and you're like, well, this country isn't like the last country I lived in because of X, Y, Z. Yep. And I think I'm still very much there. And so I'm just trying not to say those things out loud yep. <laughs> to other people. Kind of on that, someone has said, Nikki, you've had such a variety of global experiences over a long period of time. And I imagine in the town you're now living, many people have not. Are the people accepting, understanding or welcoming of you? Um, yes, uh, yes. No, I think they are. I think they are. I think I have to be the one to be rein myself in from that perspective. So I think everyone's happy to meet you. Yeah. They're interested to know where you're from and then that's it. And then, But then yep. they expect you to be yep. Australian living here, that kind of yep. thing. And I'm the one that has to say to myself, okay, well, don't say those next three things out loud, Nikki. Just, you know, <laughs> keep them to yourself. Yeah. And keep them in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, oh, yeah, I think everyone here is really lovely and welcoming, but it's also, you know, it's a small town and people have lived here for a long time and they don't like new people necessarily. Um, Not that I don't like them, it's just that during COVID, a lot of people moved up here, particularly 
I don't want to say Victorians, but yes, the Victorians, they don't be loving you here because <laughs> there's too many Victorians that have moved into town apparently. But, you know, so I'm always like, oh, I'm not from Victoria, I'm from Copenhagen. That's 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 where I go. <laughs> where I'm from. Yeah, you didn't come yeah. from Melbourne, did you? Yeah, no. Kelly wants to know how many phone calls, visits and whatever you've made to Medicare. <laughs> Well, a lot. And for those that don't know what Medicare is, it is our um, medical system in Australia. It's a all-inclusive uh, free medical system and everybody has a Medicare card. Uh, but getting in, once you're in, you're fine. It's getting in and getting that card. That is the issue. Still waiting. Still waiting. Is that part of your life all done? Still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Okay. Uh, Janine wants to know, how are you coping with not hopping on a quick flight to somewhere amazing, given that, given that Oz is so far away from anywhere? Um, personally, I'm finding this is the hardest as, a repat as I also repatriated a year ago. Yeah, I think I'm fine. I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine yet. I think I got off the plane. It was hard getting off the plane and knowing I'm I didn't have a ticket out. That was a tough yeah. landing. But since then, I'm sort of, I'm okay. You know, we have a, a regional airport um, and <laughs> getting on a plane to anywhere would be a big deal. Um, then there's a new airline in Australia called Bonza and they have just announced that they are doing direct flights from Bundaberg to Melbourne, which is a big deal for all the locals. Um, and then and then those flights have been going really well. So they've just announced that they're doing direct flights to the Gold Coast, which is where Fantastic. Uh, I have family. So that's really yes. exciting too. So I'm really excited about those kind of trips. I, I don't need to go anywhere exotic. I, I, have, I have on purposely left a lot of those easy trips uh, out of my life. I've I've never been to New Zealand. Uh, I haven't yep. been to Tasmania since grade five. I've never been to Broome, you know, in the top of WA. Yep. I've yet to go to Darwin. Do you know all of those things? They're going to be my holidays when I repatriate because I'm busting to go to all of those places, but they're all easy peasy. I can't wait. And I know this is your question, not mine, but just to Janine who's home. I can't wait not to have to fly 14 hours to get to Australia and to do that sort of flight. Okay, so uh, Daniel says, do you feel like you can settle now that you're in your birth country or will there always be another posting in the pipeline? Plus, I look at the prices of things in Australia now and I'm horrified, particularly housing. Our old house has nearly doubled in value in 10 years and I wonder how anyone could afford it. Yeah, so... Mm. Good points, Danielle. But I know, look, I think we're settled here for now. Never say never, you know, and, and I think the other thing that's kind of helping me is that we, or not helping me, but maybe is playing in my mind, is that we are not here forever either. We are only yes. going to be doing this physical uh, job in this location for three years, about three to five years. That's what we said. So, um, so I think that in my mind it is another posting as such in inverted commas and that we will yes. move somewhere after this and maybe then I'll be totally at peace with being in Australia and we'll just move somewhere else in Australia and yes that'll be fine I think that it's that kind of thing I think we're not and that's why it's a really different kind of repatriation to what a lot of other people do because we know that we're just coming here for 
not forever for just a short it's, yeah. it's like another posting it's like you know we we bought obviously the apartment we live in but I'm like I don't have to have everything perfect because I know I'm not going to be here forever I'd like a few little changes yes. a couple of updates or whatever but I'm okay I can live with it yeah so I think I'm still in that mindset so I think that's that's actually quite an important part of where my mind is at or where the things are in my mind that's huge that is really huge because you know a lot of people have asked about was it hard planning for the long term in one place and you haven't had to do that yeah. and someone else said how did you choose where home was going to be well you haven't chosen you've chosen where the business is yeah. going to be but that doesn't necessarily mean where you're going to be uh, I think I've answered everything someone asked whether you wish you'd moved home sooner but I think you've answered yeah. that and you think you've got it just about right. Um, I wanted to know if you discovered any new food or drinks that you didn't know were available in Australia that you're like, oh, I like this. This didn't <laughs> exist before I left. Was Is there something new that's new for you? Um, well, I do like the gin mule. I'm a fan of the Moscow mule. Oh. But there is a, there is a gin yes. mule. And in Bundaberg we have a special one where you have it with Kalki Moon gin, which is locally made gin, and then you, you do it with Bundaberg ginger beer ice cubes, and like shaved ice. Oh. It's very special and I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love the, uh, oh, the gin that. mule. I'm happy to share the recipe in the show notes for everybody that would like it. Oh, yes, can you? Yes, I would I love that. All right, Nikki, we've thought, we've thought for a long time yep. on this, so we'll move on to our favourite things we've been listening to, etc. cetera. Um, I have got one that it's not even on my list because it's brand new. I started it last night and I want to talk about it because I absolutely love it and it's called The Girlfriends. Have you heard of The Girlfriends? I have not heard of The Girlfriends, Kirsty. I haven't heard of many things recently. Usually I'm very oh, all yes. over things but not lately. <laughs> You usually are all over things. Um, so this is a podcast by Novell and it's an American podcast and it it is about, I'm trying to remember how they sort of kicked off to get you interested. It's sort of, it's about a group of uh, women who were in um, the States and they're talking about that whole meeting, dating, getting to know people, how it sort of works in the, in the Jewish community and how, you know, someone might not be right for you, but you'll pass on their number to someone else and how the older people in the community are always, you know, organising not hookups, but they are hookups, but, you know, organising dinners and things, but it's always there's always an ulterior motive and whatever. And into this story comes Bob, who's the doctor from New York, which, is, of course, is every Jewish um, mother's dream of that someone's going to find a doctor from New York. And he's a surgeon and it sort of kicks off with him sort of going out with one woman for a couple of years and that breaks up so he's back out on the market and then he goes out with a, a fellow doctor from the hospital she doesn't like sort of how much information he shares she's not too sure about him and so she passes him on to her girlfriend and her girlfriend is the producer writer of the podcast and you realize that there's a lot more to Bob than what meets the eye it is a true story and it turns out that Bob has 
a missing first wife in New York who went out for a jog one day and never came home. And it kind of skirts around Bob's anger issues, Bob's weirdness about Bob not unpacking a whole lot of stuff that's up on the first floor and one is a box that's got the first wife's name on it. And it's called The Girlfriends because Eventually, this woman, after she goes out with Bob for six months and he does a few sort of kooky things, she breaks up with him and then thinks, I want to know more about this story. And she kind of starts having lunch with, you know, an ex-girlfriend here, an ex-girlfriend there, and they become the girlfriends and they all become completely obsessed with finding out what happened. And they track down the sister in New York, who basically says to him, I know he killed my sister. So it is just, I am on, like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm already, you know, I'm already at the end of episode three. I can't wait to get on to episode four. <laughs> it's really, really good. So I haven't been, you know, a podcast hasn't got me like that for a yeah. long time. And I'm not a true, I'm not a true. No, you're not. When you, when you started, person. I was like, where is this going? But who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that one. Um, the other one is I did watch Disney Plus did a documentary of the Matildas, yeah. which I watched a while ago, and um, I really, really enjoyed that because I thought it gave you a real insight into uh, these women's lives, um, particularly the the their lives in Europe because so many of them play yep. overseas. Um, and, it, you know, it is fantastic to watch it's a, a, a young woman who's from out of, out of nowhere in Australia who now speaks fluent French and lives in Lyon, you know, and um, seeing just the change in their lives. Sam Kerr in New York, you know, Sam Kerr's father played for the football team that I barrack for and was not, you know, he was not a New York flash kind of guy. He was an everyday kind of bloke. So it's, it's great to sort of see what uh, football slash soccer has provided for these women, but also there's a real fairy tale story in there of Courtney Vine, who you know did the successful penalty. Well, this is all obviously done before that moment, and so you see a young woman, you know, back sort of two years ago, who's really questioning whether she's good enough, whether she could be in the side, what who she wants to be, what she'd like to be remembered for. If only she could just get a few few minutes you know in the side and then of course we know now that she is now a household name in Australia because she she kicked the winning penalty in in the um, quarterfinal so I would recommend that to anyone who's a bit of a sports fan um and I've got I watched a movie on the plane called what's what's love got to do with it it's an English movie it is one of those beautiful British quirky comedies um with a fabulous story boy and girl who grew up uh in houses next door to each other the mother is played by emma thompson the boy is from a muslim pakistani family uh she, the girl is you know your classic uh, western brit sort of family uh and it's all she is a filmmaker he decides he's he's a doctor he decides that he's going to let his parents arrange do an arranged marriage for him and oh, she begs yes, and pleads. I've seen the short yes. yes 
she begs and pleads, you know, I can, will see you let that. me? Yeah. Yes, will you let me do a doco about it? It is a beautiful movie. Do you know, in, in the, it ticks all the boxes of it's pretty, it's funny, it uh, will make you giggle and it will make you cry. I thought it was a really beautiful story to be told. Um, so, yeah, that's my three. And can I just quickly say, go and watch the Wham doco. Have you watched the Wham doco on Netflix? No, but I oh, I have so heard good. about it. Oh, I've I watched it twice. It was oh, recommended to be watched. I've yes. watched it twice. I watched it on the plane to Bali on my iPad and I just danced in my seat the whole time. It, it, it is, if you are of my vintage, uh, you will love it or of around that vintage, I think. You know, it's just, it's a great story of friendship between those two. You know, I didn't pay any yeah. attention to Andrew Ridgely. It was all about George yeah. Michael for me. Yeah, no, no, but I, I also saw that. I think I've started watching it. Um, but yeah, no, the, the friendship was lovely. Like the the beginning was, you know, when they were explaining how they became friends and how they sort of weren't going to let each other go. Yes, you know, forward without each yes. other. You know, they they had they were the duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Andrew Ridgely, bizarrely, was the one with all the personality and the and the va 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 boom, and he was the one. You know, let's dance, let's be yeah. dramatic, let's do whatever. And he really pushed. George Michael out of his shell, you know, to be more that way. But he was the one choosing the outfits and choosing the dances and doing all of that. So it was really interesting, you know. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful story. So what about you, Nikki? What are your three favourite things? Um, so I listened to a podcast recently, a true, prank, a true crime podcast. I also know you listened to it, I think, Scamander. Oh, I loved Scamander. And- I told you to listen to it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I listened to it and I really enjoyed it. Um, It reminded me a lot of the early days of the application formerly known as Twitter. Yes. Um, Because there was a bit of a, in our, I joined Twitter when I lived in Hong Kong and I joined it when I got made redundant for my job and I was looking for something to do, like looking in my computer for friends. And like that's when I first met you and also a lot of people who I now call friends that that I met on that forum yeah and there there was a a woman in our group who did the same kind of thing as scamander did so anyway so but the scamander podcast is about someone who has cancer many many times and raises money for it and all sorts of stuff in in the u.s um she's currently in jail so that's that is the the opening you don't there's no mystery no no but the mystery is to how it happened and and just the intrigue is like how it went on so long, why people don't question that sort of thing. Yes. And, of course, you know, there are many, many people who legitimately are ill and need help and people like that just ruin it for everybody, you know, yes. from that perspective. Yes, and, and, and I think it's fascinating because of her involvement with the church. Yes. And she really, she really drew, sort of brought in everybody from the church and really used it as a platform um and she was pretty and cute and but yeah it's such an interesting story it's really well told isn't it it's that whole production value of how the story begins where you because she was the babysitter for somebody yeah and then then becomes the the wife the whole thing and then, and then you get halfway through and people were telling you about how she scammed them and then you realize oh hang on 
This was years before this event. She's been doing this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and it was actually quite yeah. interesting the way they told the podcast because they almost told it backwards. So they yes. told the most yes. controversial, crazy thing up front and then they just took you back and they're like, oh, no, that wasn't really the most controversial, crazy thing. Like this has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Scamander, I would recommend, yeah. Um, the other thing is something that I've been, um, uh, watching with my daughter. So I'm just connecting, you know, connecting with the youth. Um, and you know, I love that on principle, I hated the name of this series. It's called the summer I turned pretty. And I really, I was like, why would you read a book like that? Why would you watch anything like that? Um, yeah. And my daughter's like, no, no, you should watch it. You should read the book, blah, blah, blah. So we are watching it together, but separately, separately, but together. So we watch it and then we discuss the episodes afterwards. That's so cute. I kind of like that. So that's something between my daughter and I. So, but it's that I like it because of that. And I also don't actually mind it because, you know, I'm into a bit of YA young adult stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> the third thing would be a series that I just ignored for years and years because I was like, there is no way I would enjoy that. I don't like the premise of the situ- of the thing at all. But it's a series called You and it's on Netflix. Yeah. Have I've you watched seen. that? I haven't watched it, but I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got Penn Badgley, who I always associate as being Dan Humphreys from Gossip Girl. Like in my mind, he's always Dan Humphreys. Um, but he he is a works in a shop, a bookshop, um, and he meets a girl, and basically he stalks her. But you meant to, but and I was like, why would you make a show about this? Like I don't don't understand it, and I just didn't watch it for about three years on on principle that I just thought it was a stupid idea and also a dangerous idea. Blah blah blah. But you get so drawn into the story and you actually end up sort of rooting for the baddie in a way, you know, the baddie being the stalker. And it's it's kind of this weird sort of thing where it's sort of it's actually quite well written and the characters a bit of twisty, plotty stuff. Um, gets a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and in, in the end, I just got sucked in. And so... Yeah, I've watched all four seasons <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like one minute, like for three years, I put it off, and then Netflix kept telling me, it kept telling me it was in my algorithm. I'm like, no, Netflix, you don't know me. I, I can't watch this. And then I ended up watching it all. So anyway, it's actually if you think you mightn't like it, then give it a try if, if you're looking for something. Because with the current writer strike in Hollywood, we might all be searching around a little bit for things to watch that we didn't think we were ever going to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might watch things like Mad Men and Breaking Bad that I've never watched before. Yeah. <laughs> Other things I didn't know I needed to watch, but they might have to come up because there mightn't be any new uh, TV content for a while. So anyway. They're my three favorite things. Apart from, I'm just going to say one more time, kangaroos. I find them hilarious and they are everywhere here. And you can just go out and go for a walk. They go along the beach in the mornings. All the Facebook local Facebook groups have all these photos of kangaroos at the sunset, a sunrise on the beach. It's very pretty. I just, I'm a big fan, big fan of the kangaroos. Yeah. Now I have noticed there has been a lot of shots, like sunset shots and shots in the car. I think she's either doing a lot of driving or she is still intoxicated by that Australian horizon, the no, golden absolutely. horizon. No, absolutely. 
Yeah. Yep. And because it's yep. a sugarcane field, so it's all very flat and it's just, yes. it's very beautiful. I'm usually driving somewhere for work off to check a property for some reason. Um, and so, but it's just at that time of day. Um, so, but yeah, no, it, that, that is, I am still the, the Australian bush. It's, it's it's lovely i mean we obviously live in a town we don't live in the middle of nowhere but it is like you drive out of the town the sugar there's sugarcane fields all around us and there's a lot of bushland and stuff like that so yeah no i'm really enjoying it that's my insta feed correct <laughs> well kirsty and you've moved and you moved next door i did where did you move i moved next, door, next door and can you see how much space i have in my background um i can yes see. i am very happy in fact i'm actually scared by how happy and how good it is in this apartment because we all know that the minute <laughs> you find somewhere that you really really like a move is on the horizon like I, and i keep saying it to g i keep saying oh my god look out the window oh god how good is this oh you know what this means like i'm trying not not to jinx it but it's that old thing the minute you find a good hairdresser you move the minute you find a decent gym you move the minute you find a sport that you you know like in a team a best friend you'll move um and i i kind of feel like that like i feel like that I've got back after, you know, it's interesting, Nikki, you were saying you were really glad that you're home because there are things, you know, that your children have needed of you that you've thought, well, this would have been a nightmare if I was away. And I always think the same thing when I'm home because things happen and I think, what would have happened if I wasn't here? Like how, how would have they dealt with this if I wasn't here? And then since I've been back this time, we've had, someone's had to take a car into the crash repairs um, and someone else has blown up the transmission in their car um, and had to then get a tow to get it taken somewhere and find someone that does replacement transitions for, you know, 20 year old cars. Um, so I think the answer to it is if you're not there, they work it out themselves yeah. you know but because you're there your your instant reaction is oh, must must fix you know must do but yeah it's a it's an interesting thing isn't it but i have to say being back loving the new apartment yes we moved next door i moved in an hour and a half so it involved 10 uh young men coming to the door i packed up i you know years of experience right i did the bits that are those fiddly painful bits i did them the, the night yep. the day before myself so i moved the entire contents of the kitchen on my own the day before because they're the fiddly glasses and you know whatever and sort of organized all the spare room which is the room where everything gets chucked usually in a move um, and so when they came, they just picked up big pieces of furniture and moved them. And hour and a half, you know, I barely had time to organise the McDonald's breakfast for them and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and it was, it was excellent and we were done. But what it has given me is a whole different outlook, literally, because I now have a view of the city um, when... Our issue was we we're in a two-bedroom apartment. We obviously have four children. This year is the year when all kids are coming to visit and stay, but they're all coming. There's only a little bit of crossover, and it was like we're not moving into a three-bedroom apartment for the sake of 
two weeks do you know that the kids are here so now we have this massive big open open plan where people can crash in the living room and other people can have spare rooms etc cetera, etc cetera. so yes we uh we've got lots of visitors on the way so yes i'm bound to get moved i'm bound to get moved before before October. <laughs> lots of visitors <laughs> on the way that's super exciting i don't have any visitors yet i'm coming, gonna come so and I'm, see you i'm definitely coming to I'm see very- you it looks <laughs> so beautiful for those that don't follow nikki on her instagram go and have a look at nikki moff because it is just such a beautiful place to live. I'm insanely jealous. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a, it's a holiday destination. So I live in a holiday destination yes. and you cannot complain about that. So I'm not complaining. No, no. <laughs> okay, Nikki, I will speak to you soon. All right, it was so lovely to see you. I'll speak to you again soon, really soon. You too. Bye. Okay, bye.